Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 125 of The Informed Catholic. Uh, Last episode, I did something on an article on Joe Biden. This is very important for all of us as Catholics. Um, Yes, I did refer to Joe Biden in the article as a fake Catholic, a phony Catholic. Uh, That... I know it sounds harsh, it may sound mean, and it was an article that um, mentioned, of course, Father James Martin, who was trying to defend him. Now, let's remember something here, okay? You are a Catholic every single moment of your life. We are Catholics at everything, in our home life, in our private life in our work life, in our political life, all right, in every social aspect of our lives. Um, Even if you are a Catholic, let's say, whatever hobbies you have, whatever passions you have, article, oh, you like to write books, you you, you have to think like a Catholic. Uh, you're an artist, I'm, I like painting, I'm an illustrator, um, I hope one day to do a graphic novel, uh, I have to think like a Catholic. I want my faith to invade every aspect of my personality, my intellect, my will, everything. This is how we are supposed to be as Catholics. You have to be Catholic in everything, in everything you do. Every part of your life must invite Jesus Christ even politics, all right? Politics is basically um, the art of loving your neighbor. Now, the problem is, is that there are Catholics who have gone into secular humanism and modernism. Uh, I just listened to an episode of Dr. Taylor Marshall, and it was very interesting how he how he tried to explain the difference between a traditionalist Catholic and a Vatican II Catholic. And he you, he basically used the um, the practice of modernism. Um, a traditionalist interprets the present from the past. History, tradition. Okay, that's true. A modernist tends to interpret the past through the lens of the present. That basically the present can be anything. And it's basically uh, what they call um, the philosophy of relativism. Uh, Basically, it doesn't matter. The past doesn't really matter. It's relative. It's relative only to the moment. The moment is what really counts. And notice how all these people uh, love to tear down statues. They attack history. All right. They, they judge history. They don't let history judge them. You know, the old saying, those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it. And so therefore they must wipe out the past. Uh, there was this mixed martial artist. She was the, she's an actress now. She's, uh, I can't remember her name was Gina, but I can't remember her last name. Uh, she put out a, a, a an image on Twitter. It was an image of a man 
uh, standing in a crowd of people, Sieg Heiling, saluting Adolf Hitler, the Fuhrer. And he stood there with his arms folded. And there was a red circle around him. And he refused. He refused. And basically, she was saying that this is pretty much says all that's happening now in the present. That's what basically she was saying. Entire crowds of people attacked her. All right. They called her a bigot. They called her a Nazi. All right. If you're if you don't believe in the environment, you're a climate change denier. They took the term like such as a Holocaust denier and they apply that. Uh, you you know, all these particular things you see, they they want to be they feel that now in the present that they are more moral and they are justified to judge others and judge history. Well, anyway, let's go into this thing about Joe Biden's running mate, Kamala Harris. And this is important because we're going to understand more about the left. A lot of people on the left are not happy with his pick. Uh, different tribes on the left are not happy with his pick. Uh, the Bernie Sanders socialists are not happy. Uh, she, there, there is even claims that she is far more radical than Bernie Sanders. Uh, African-Americans are not happy about her. Uh, she was uh, a, an abusive, um, I think she was a district attorney in her uh, state of California. And um, they don't like her. They feel she was a terrible person. She was terrible in California. She extended people's uh, prison terms. She used prisoners as uh, slave labor. She supports Planned Parenthood. She supports abortion all the way through, nine months straight, even past birth. And remember, a few months ago, she attacked Bo Joe, uh, Joe Biden, you know, because he's a touchy-touchy uh, person with the ladies, even out in the public, even young, old. He doesn't care. He There's even cases that he actually might have sexually assaulted one of his victims. Well, she believed his victims. And now she's his running mate. She's a political professional politician. She's her profession is politics. There's nothing to do with morality. Then now, even of course, Obama, they're saying does not support Joe Biden. Well, anyway, let's go into the article, and let's uh, let's let's figure out who she is. All right. Catholic Joe Biden's running mate is the biggest anti-Catholic bigot in the U.S. Senate. Remembering the time Kamala Harris harassed a judicial nominee about his membership in the Knights of Columbus. This was from Friday, August 14th, 2020. This is by Stephen Mosher. He's a, he's a blogger for LifeSite News. All right. All right. Uh, August 14th, 2020, LifeSite News set aside the question of Senator Kamala Harris' likability. She's not, as her disgraceful treatment of Judge Brett Kavanaugh during his confirmation hearing for the Supreme Court conclusively proved. Ignore the fact that her voting record in the Senate, according to Governor GovTrack.us, is to the left of socialist Bernie Sanders. I did not think that this was even possible until I looked it up. This is Stephen Mosher talking. Defer for the moment questions about her support for open borders, Medicare for all. Okay, open borders, Medicare for all. 
She's into the Green New Deal, free college, gun confiscation, free abortion throughout all nine months of pregnancy. And this is Stephen Morsha talking. I know this is difficult, but try. Just ask yourself that that following question. Is Joe Biden's newly minted vice presidential pick an anti-Catholic bigot? There is evidence that she is. Okay, so let's stop there. Yes, she is um, also, in her case, she put a reporter away for investigating Planned Parenthood, exposing Planned Parenthood's uh, business selling uh, private baby parts uh, on the uh, on the market in the United States is against the law. She put him in prison. She wants to pass some law forbidding anybody to try to investigate Planned Parenthood. Nice, right? Pretty cool. That's the kind of person she is. All right, so let's go further down. She wants open borders. Well, why is the left so obsessed with open borders? Well, here's the thing. Do you think they really love these people? They love these people who come here illegally? No. They want to keep them illegal. They want to keep them in the dark. They want that cheap labor. All right? Yeah, they're willing to offer up probably... uh, I know that there's been talk giving them complete medical coverage. Of course, they're going to do something humane to look human. But technically, they don't love these people who come from South America. They don't care about them because they would have solved the problem a long time ago. And a good example is the um, the DREAM Act. The DREAM Act that was supposed to take the children of these illegals who were born here, their parents remained uh, always illegal, uh, um, uh, you know, in illegal immigration, and they didn't really care about them because if they think about it, Obama would should have solved the problem, but instead he kicked the can down the road for his successor, and Hillary Clinton uh, blew it, blew it. And that's the case there because they want to use this as leverage so they can make sure they keep getting elected. Nobody cares about them. These politicians, these Democrats don't care. All right. My opinion, I think they should give them work visas, make it possible for them to work and, you know, charge them taxes for whatever they make. And if they want, maybe after several years, as long as they remain without breaking the law, not getting to any legal fight and everything, I think in my opinion, you should make them, you give them the right to have become U.S. citizens. And if they serve in the military, that's even better for them. This is, the, you know, I think there are ways to solve this problem. But of course, you know, I'm not a politician, but this is how these guys want to kick it down the road. Got to kick it down the road so that the next person can use it to get elected. All right. So uh, let's go back here. What is the Green, the green New Deal is socialism. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez made it quite clear it's socialism. It's just pure socialism. Uh, free college, you're going to be overtaxed, just like you're going to be overtaxed for Medicare. You're going to be even tax for the illegal immigration immigrants because they're going to they're, they're going to give them Medicare and uh, confiscate your guns and free abortion is also going to tax you to the roof. Um, then no this this is this is it this is this is exactly what the Democrats want. All right, so Brian Bosher 
who is a practicing Roman Catholic, was nominated by President Trump to be a district judge in Nebraska. When he came before the Senate Judiciary Committee for his confirmation hearing, at the end of the 2018 2018, Kamala Harris was ready for him. She sent him a list of questions, the import of which was to suggest that he was unqualified to serve on the bench because of his membership. In the Knights of Columbus, here's one of her winners. All right, give me a minute here. We'll actually review uh, that part about uh, his questions or one of her winners. Uh, but he was the from Nebraska, and when he was... he was a member of the, the Knights of Columbus. Brian Borshaw, who is a practicing Roman Catholic, was nominated by President Trump to be a district, a, a, a district judge in Nebraska when he came before the Senate Judiciary Committee for his confirmation hearing at the end of 2018. Kamala Harris was ready for him. She sent him a list of questions, the import of which was to suggest that he was unqualified to serve on the bench because of his membership in the Knights of Columbus. Here's one of them. All right, well, let's go down here. Since 1993, you have been a member of the Knights of Columbus in an all-male society comprised primarily of Catholic men. In 2016, Carl Anderson, leader of the Knights of Columbus, described abortion as a legal regime that has resulted in more than 40 million deaths. Mr. Anderson went on to say that abortion is the killing of the innocent on a massive scale. Were you aware that the Knights of Columbus opposed a woman's right to choose when he joined the organization? <laughs> Notice how she framed it. She 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 got all the other deals, but then she switched it that this is something about a woman's right to choose. She mentions the deaths, 40 million deaths, a legal regime that has resulted in more than 40 million deaths. All right. Uh, <laughs> wow. Here's... Other here's uh, her other questions included: Have you ever, in any way, assisted with or contributed to advocacy advocacy against women's reproductive rights? And were you aware that the Knights of Columbus opposed marriage equality when you joined the organization, meaning same-sex marriage? Her words are so carefully crafted and designed all right to bring him down to bring him down wow that that is something um then he go, then she goes on senator harris who may wind up being one uh one heartbeat away from the presidency that's right was suggesting that Bosher's involvement with a Catholic men's group that his that has millions of members and has performed countless acts of charity over the century, a century long existence made him unqualified to sit on the bench. Amazing, Senator Ma Mazia Hirono of Hawaii. Uh, Harris's colleague on the on, on the Judiciary Committee carried this line of questioning even further. She actually asked Bosher, "Do you intend 
to end your membership with this organization to avoid any appearance of bias? Amazing. I have to say amazing. The implication, again, was that she could not and would not vote for anyone who was a member of the Knights of Columbus. This, oh, unbelievable. Wow. Interesting, isn't it? You see, this is, this is uh, first of all, him being a member of the organization. And as an interesting thing, as Catholics, we cannot separate our morality from our politics. No matter what the situation is, we cannot separate our religious beliefs from our political, even, even, even as members, as the citizens of the land, of this country. We cannot put away our Catholicism to satisfy other people's political biases. No, if even if it offends anyone, we cannot do this. It's unbelievable. Wow. Uh, so you won't peer by the implication again was that he should that that she could not and would not vote for anyone who was a member of the Knights of Columbus. This was Senator Mazi Hirono of Hawaii. She was the one that Ted Cruz asked her to denounce Antifa and she wouldn't. She got up and walked away. She refused as a senator to to uh, to denounce um to denounce Antifa or even Black Lives Matter. Unbelievable. All right. The above episode has been widely improperly remarked upon as an insistence of anti-Catholic bigotry, including by Archbishop Charles Chaput. But what hasn't received nearly as much attention as it should have is what followed. All right. Let's see what followed. Senator Ben Sassy, who is from Judge Brochure's home state of Nebraska, stood up on the Senate floor and renownedly condemned Harris' effort to impose religious tests on federal officials as a violation of religious liberty. He then introduced Senate Resolution 19, expressing the sense of the Senate that Disqualifying a nominee to federal office on the basis of membership in the Knights of Columbus violates, violates Clause 3 of Article 6 of the Constitution of the United States, which establishes that the senators shall be bound by oath or affirmation to support the Constitution, and no religious test shall ever be required as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he. You know, he knows his uh, his his constitution. Sassy's resolution, a direct rebuke of Kamala Harris's anti-Catholic questioning of Judge Bosher, was passed on January sixteenth, twenty eighteen, without amendment or debate, by unanimous consent. In other words, not a single one of Harris's Democratic colleagues spoke up in her defense. She was abandoned. By one and all. That's great. The California Center wasn't called out by name, of course. That kind of public uh, opprobrium is reserved for Republicans. But after this stinging rebuke, Harris never directly brought up the issue of religion again in a subsequent confirmation hearing. Once was more than enough, however. We learned what Harris really thinks about the Catholic faith and its teachings, her attack on Judge Bosher's faith and her subsequent rebuke by the entire U.S. Senate has revealed 
for all time that he is, uh, that, that she, I'm sorry, this has revealed for all time that she is the most bigoted of all senators. Joe, Joe Biden pitches himself to voters as a devout Catholic, but has picked as a running mate the biggest anti-Catholic bigot in the U.S. Senate. All right, so Joe Biden picks an anti-Catholic. He picks an anti-Catholic, uh, someone with very strong anti-religious views. So let's ask a question here. Throughout all this time of the rioting and the destruction of private property and the attack on churches and the destruction of religious symbols and statues, icons, why has Joe Biden been quiet? Why hasn't he said anything? Right? He's been pretty quiet, hasn't he? He hasn't bothered to say a single thing about any of those, uh, about these things that happened. He's been silent and he hasn't bothered to say a single thing about, about uh, these, these vandalisms and everything. And I think that that pretty much says who he is. You know, he's, um, you know, he's, you know, he's, he says he's a devout Catholic and he put, and he just put out a video uh, with pretty much with the Pope's permission, silent permission, not direct permission, that he can go ahead and, uh, you know, he use a video to show how Catholic he is. But once more, he has kept silent uh, about the, uh, the attack, the destruction, the vandalism of, of these churches. He hasn't bothered to say a, thing, a single thing. And that says it all about Joe Biden. Um, his... I, I believe personally he's sick. I don't think, I think he's, you know, he's suffering from maybe dementia, you know, and everything. It's sad. It's a sad thing. But uh, unbelievable. I mean, here, you know, here's an article here. Uh, again, this is from August 14th. Biden Sanders unity plan doesn't mention God even once. LGBT mentioned 17 times. Let's check it out. All right. Uh, this is by um, a blogger, uh, Michael L. Brown, and it's uh, August 14th, 2020. All right. The 110-page Biden-Sanders uh, Biden Unity Plan was released last month, but I failed to review it until just this week. Some keyword searches yield some very interesting and revealing results. For example... God is never mentioned in the document, not even once. As for religion, that is found one time, specifically in the section dealing with private schools. It reads, prohibit the disbursement of federal funds to organizations or providers that discriminate against on race, sex, religion, disability, national origin, sexual orientation, and gender identity or immigration status. All right, as for the word faith, it occurs four times, but two of, uh, of those are in the phrase, bad faith. The other two clearly refer to the Islamic faith. In this description, uh, some of the alleged horrors of the Trump administration's immigration policy, banning people from, tra uh, from traveling to the United States based on their faith or their country or origin, repeat twice, verbatim, 
in the document. According to according, accordingly, there are three references to Muslims and non-Christians or Jews. Suffice to say, then, that the, uh, the that protecting the religious rights of American, especially American Christians and Jews, is not the focus of this plan. That, however, should uh, uh, should uh, occasion no surprise. Um, no. Uh, surprise, since the Democratic Democrats last year boasted about being the party of the religiously non-affiliated. For the record, Israel is mentioned but once, and in this being context, the United States will invite China, the EU, Israel, Sweden, Canada, and United Kingdom, and other countries to be partners in des in designing a breakthrough technolo uh, technologies through clean energy uh, ministries. Uh, uh, ministerial carbon dioxide utilization and storage initiatives and mission initiatives in stark contrast to the absence or reference to God and the, and the uh, positive reference to faith, the word gender occurs 22 times. More importantly, transgender occurs twice and in a very specific context. We will act expediently uh, to resonate department, uh, resonate Reinstate Department of Education gui guidance. Sorry about that. Protecting transgender students' rights under the Title IX, and make clear that schools shall not discriminate based on LGBTQ status. This is repeated, although not verbatim. Later in the plan, uh, later in the plan that that would be verbatim later on in the plan. But another way, put another way, young ladies in high school get ready to have boys. Who identify as girls sharing your bathrooms and locker rooms by federal mandate and in and and individual states expect to lose your federal school funding should you refuse to comply but if there's more we should we also find lgbtq plus mentioned 17 times in the plan so religion is uh is mentioned once christians and jews and uh, Jews and God are not mentioned at all, but LGBTQ plus is mentioned 17 times. Need I say more? <laughs> As for ethnic issues, white is found 19 times, Native American 17 times, Latino 14 times, and brown 8 times. In sharp contrast to black is found 50 times. Not only so, but while the words white and brown are spelled with lowercase w and b uh, and b respectively black is spelled with an uppercase b <laughs> wow is this then the new way to fight equality to fight e equality by exalting one group over the other distinguishing black from brown or white or is this simply a vivid example uh a Pondering, uh, pondering to the capitalize to capitalize one dis, uh, description of colors while leaving the others lowercase. This is, this is, this was anything but an oversight. Rather, it shouts intentionally. As for abortion, it occurs only once in the document, but it is part of a major paragraph devoted to outlines the extreme nature of the Biden-Sanders plan. It reads, like the majority of Americans, Democrats believe that every woman should be able to access high-quality reproductive health care services, including safe and legal abortion. 
We will restore federal funding for Planned Parenthood, which provides vital preventive and reproductive health care for the millions of women, especially low-income women and women of color and LGBTQ people across the country, including in uh, underserved areas. Democrats oppose and will fight will fight to overturn federal and state laws that create barriers to women's reproductive rights, including re, uh, repealing the Hyde Amendment and will work to protect and codify Roe versus Wade. We are proud to be the party of the Affordable Care Act, which made prescription contra- uh, contraceptives available free of charge to all women and has helped significantly reduce teen pregnancy rates. So it continues. So in anticipation of the official Democratic platform, this plan promises to overturn pro-life federal and state laws, repeal the Hyde Amendment, which former Vice President Biden supported into the primaries and seeks to codify Roe versus Wade. Codifying Roe versus Wade would take the question of safe and legal abortion out of the Supreme Court's hands by passing legislation in Congress that guarantees women in every state the right to unfettered access to abortion care. This would protect the right to choose even in the event of Roe versus Wade is overturned. Of course, none of this is in doubt, but it's still striking to see the words on paper. The Biden-Sanders plan is pro-abortion as can be. As for the rest of the plan, there are many more issues that could be addressed, but I simply focus on some of those that are perennial concern for many evangelicals. I also passed over overhead and scratching sentiments like this. The U.S. economy is rigged against the American people. Out, Okay, this is a good one, but, but of course, who didn't know that? A good, robust socialism will surely cure that ill. Again, there is no surprises here, but there are certainly reasons for concerns. Well, there you go. So what are we going to do? We have to, we have to wake up. Okay. I finished listening to an audio book by Dinesh D'Souza, The United States of Socialism. We have to create a new environment for conservatives that conservatives can communicate. We also have to stop being afraid, afraid of of these people. We have to stop being afraid of speaking up. Yes, yes, the, 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 the left is crazy. They don't believe in free speech. They're against free speech. That's true. But you know what? When we keep quiet, right? When we keep quiet, we're giving them greater grounds. We got to stop being afraid. We have to stop being afraid and we have to start speaking up for our faith. Look, I hope and I pray that Donald Trump wins this November. And yes, there possibly might be rioting. There might be looting. There might be property damage. But the left, uh, I do believe that they actually do want to lose. I don't think uh, many Democrats are happy about this. They know they know already, but they don't want their party to be taken up by communists. The left wants to support abortion and it wants to support all this stuff, but they don't want the communists. They know that they can't keep America communist or socialist. They know this. Unfortunately, they have to endure Ocasio-Cortez. 
We're going to have to really go out and vote. Don't don't fall into the mail-in ballot. Okay, maybe if your mom or someone really is that sick, you're going to have to make sure that that mail-in ballot gets to where it's supposed to get. But I personally don't believe there should be. I think one should be able to go out there and vote. I think it's easier. And I think we're going to see a shocking landslide. I pray we see a, a shocking landslide because we're going to lose our rights. We're going to lose our rights. They may come after podcasters. They may come after YouTubers. They may come after everybody. I mean, even Dr. Taylor Marshall in his own state, they want to defund the police. And what? where's the money going to go? It's going to go to something like these programs here. Anyway, let's end it. And uh, we'll get back together again soon. God bless. Let's say a quick prayer in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And please share this podcast and uh, talk, tell other people about it. And um, let's uh, let's keep let's keep our country safe. Let's keep our faith and our church safe. We have to fight. We can't stay quiet anymore. We have to get out there and we have to face the the situation that it is. We have to change the country. All right, folks, God bless and we'll hear again soon.